Every so often, I will do something. I don't know what it is, but then my neck begins to have this slow growing pain that will last for weeks if I don't do something to intervene. I have had two recent episodes, one in March and now just these past few weeks. And since it is a repeated pattern, I dreaded what was coming, knowing that it will only get much worse before it gets any better. There are certain activities that intensify the pain, such as driving in the car, sitting at the computer, standing and preaching, and, and when the pain is at its height, the mechanics of whatever's going on when I eat, it's almost unbearable. I've been to my primary physician, I've had x-rays, and, and I love my primary physician. He's been my doctor for 30 years, my family doctor. But we have a little running joke at my house that when I come back from seeing him for my neck pain, uh, I will be asked by Debbie, well, did you get the pamphlet? <laughs> the pamphlet entitled, So You Have Neck Pain. <laughs> yeah, I have three different pamphlets, of the same pamphlet from these re this reoccurring problem. I, I also have been to physical therapy. Uh, I've been to a next-door neighbor who is a chiropractor, and that was a wild ride, and even a member of the church who has been so kind and so helpful to provide additional physical therapy. Thank you so much. And yet, the episodes continue. One of our members suggested that I see their chiropractor, who is a kinesiologist. Had no idea what that was, but I was in enough pain that I didn't care. And, and if they can help, I'll see him. Well, like episodes in the past, the pain is now waning and treatments have had their benefits along with the costs. And the reason for my sharing my troubles with you is that many of you also struggle with ongoing pain and have seen many doctors and yet still live with the pain. When the pain has you in its grip, it demands focus and most of your attention. It becomes the main character of your story and everything else in life revolves around it. From when you sleep, to when you eat, to when you get up, to whether you walk or you don't. And you begin to wonder if you will ever feel better again as you learn to live with pain and manage it or ignore it, run from it, treat it. So here's my question. Where is God in your pain management? No, I'm not asking why he doesn't do something about the pain, like where are you when I need you? Not, not that kind of question. The question is more of what is he doing in and through your pain? If you have not even considered this question, I would have you consider it, how your suffering and your relationship with God are going. Are you making deals with God? Hey, if you would give me some relief here, I will do fill in the blank. Are you mad at God? Frustrated, disappointed, confused? Confused about this seemingly lack of attention to your discomfort? Are you including him in your pain management program at all? 
Remember in the Old Testament, in Job's ongoing suffering, he wanted a face-to-face -face meeting with God to ask him, what's up with all of this suffering? When, what's up because I, I can't remember doing anything that would deserve and justify this agony? The psalmist often wrote, How long, O Lord, how long? Will you forget me forever? That's Psalm 13. Even Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane that the cup of suffering might pass and he not have to drink it to the dregs. Yeah, Jesus did have to suffer. The psalmist did have to wait a really long time. And Job, he never did get an answer as to why he was made to suffer without cause, even after he had a face-to-face -face meeting with God. But this only makes my question all the more important. What is God doing in your life through the suffering that you are experiencing? What is it doing to your heart, to your relationship with Him, and to your faith and love in Him? Job, uh, the psalmist, and Jesus all took their complaint to God. And Jesus would teach us to pray by calling Him Abba, Father, even so. The psalmist would end the poem to God with faith and trust in God's goodness. Um, and he or she, even though was not experiencing that goodness in the moment. Jesus, our Savior, not only suffered for us, but is with us now and assures us that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God. I find it interesting that when the elder disciple John, while exiled way out on the island of Patmos near the end of his life, when he was allowed to see what was coming for all whom Jesus has saved, when Jesus comes again, he wrote of that day by saying, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. One of our great blessings of the new creation is that there will be no more pain, no crying, no more mourning, for the former things have passed away. For a time, and perhaps for a long time, we will suffer here but not alone, and not without ultimate relief coming with the coming of Jesus. And the risen and living Jesus is with us even now, and is our strength and our hope. There is no easy way to go through pain, and one either goes through it with Jesus or without Him. The with Jesus life is the one that has proven to be the best possible life for me the one for which I am so grateful, no matter the day, the pain, the blessings, or the lack thereof. So may the Lord Jesus bless you in your daily life. And may you ask the question, how, how this with Jesus life and your pain, what God is doing in all of it? Well, I look forward to seeing you, all of you, in Bible study and worship this weekend. Have a great weekend.